0: This is Entrepreneurs the Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success. Let's start with defining open ended questions. And as you stated, you know, why it's so important and why I would take the time to train people on finding open ended questions and notating the open minds and the open hearts and the open hands. Um, The more that I'm training people in sales, uh, the more I realize uh, that these social silos have created limitations for people. They've created limitations in the way they think, the way they do, the way they feel, the way they believe, the way they act. And we have to shift the paradigm to take advantage of the greatest asset that we have, which is the size, scope and scale of the total addressable community the TAC and the total addressable community is in the billions. And we don't have the capacity to understand how powerful the billions are. And um, in order to take advantage of the total addressable community, community, the TAC, we have to know how to find number one, open minds with open hearts and open hands to increase our statistical success And then we have to, when we find them, figure out how to get them to get back to us. And as I work through how am I capable of getting more people into my community, a community of people that want to help each other and know people that can help each other, uh, which is imperative uh, to my future, because the more people in our community, just here like the breakfast of champions that are here to help each other and know people that can help each other. Uh, We have for a lifetime, people that will buy from each other and sell for each other. And this statistically is the easiest and fastest, most successful way to share our product services, solutions, our brands, our ideas, our philosophies, our theories without adhering or compromising ourselves to a social silo that is just feeding us the exact same thing, which ends up, what? Closing our mind, closing our hearts and closing our hands and decreasing exponentially the options, opportunities and touches of favor. The social silo can be utilized only if, only if it is a community of people who have open minds, open hearts and open hands, a community of people that are here to help each other and know people that can help each other. And so understanding number one, what is an open-ended question? An open-ended question is a question that determines an open mind because an open mind will answer an open-ended question in a open way. In fact, the biggest danger of an open mind and an open heart and open hands to an open ended question is that if you get people who just love to tell you stories to take up your time, instead of telling great stories to teach you what they like and what they don't like and our ultimate goal of providing value to our community in other words value is created by helping one another or knowing people that can help one another is determinative upon value itself there's only two ways to provide value to give people more of what they like or take away more of what they don't like it's that simple that's how we quantify value there's no other way to do it and so when we look at the open-ended question we want to elicit an open response, a response that describes how people do think, say, feel and believe. In other words, what they like and what they don't like. And utilizing that open-ended question in order to facilitate the open mind, open heart and open hand, it also qualifies something that will save you an extraordinary amount of time, a closed mind. If we have a total addressable community of seven, six, 7.6 7.6 billion people or so. Then we want to utilize an open-ended question in order to facilitate finding out what people like and don't like in order to provide quantitative value. We also want to determine very quickly the biggest time suck, energy suck, emotional suck there is, which is a closed mind. It takes over a thousand times the energy and time to facilitate re-engineering a closed mind than finding an open mind and an open mind has an open heart and open hands. And then our biggest challenge in a total addressable community of 7.6 billion people is to prioritize the open minds in order to determine, number one, if we can provide the most value to them or who in our community can provide the most value for them as well. And so an open-ended question facilitates a answer that describes what people like and don't like. So you can determine, would it help you if, or do you know anyone that can help me? And those are the two determinations in order to create more value in a community of people that wanna help each other and know people that can help each other. And the crux of the entire idea of value is created by finding people who have an uh, inspiration or that has an intention to providing value as well. In other words, helping people and knowing people that they can help. (laughs) And to that measure, (coughs) excuse me, uh, an open-ended question is one of, what do you do today about blank? What do you know today about blank? How do you feel today about blank? Do you know anything about blank? Or an open-ended question could be a question that just elicits the state of mind. And the state of mind is either open or closed. Everybody has an open mind at a certain amount of time and a closed mind at a certain amount of time, determinative upon the activities in which they're participating in. If you're asking a 13 year old who's playing Fortnite to elicit an open-ended answer to an open-ended question, good luck. They could be the most open-minded child in the world, but while they're playing a video game, they have a closed mind, and it is nearly impossible to facilitate an open-ended question and an answer that would determine what they are doing today or what they like today or what they're feeling today. But yet so many parents try to elicit Uh, open response to figure out how they can provide value to their child by helping them with what they like or taking away what they don't like or empowering them to what they like or what they don't like as well to handle all the pain setbacks failures mistakes that are in front of them so that they can spend less time in that struggle and more time at ease so they do have time to play their video games but I see so many people in that video game analogy, they try to share value, value and vision, a vision of value is one of giving people more of what they like and taking away what you don't like. And they try to share that with a closed mind, not because the person has a closed mind the majority of the time, they just have the closed mind because they're focused in on something else. And so when we ask an open-ended question, we always want to make it relative to what? To time. And as we ask open-ended questions and we get or elicit no response, a frown, a growl, or a non-response, the next step to determine the open mind is to say, hey, this isn't a good time, or when is a good time, or can you get back to me when it is a good time? Time is the dependent variable in establishing when we best have the best statistical success in communicating value, which is giving someone more of what they like or taking away what they don't like. And as we determine these open-ended questions with elicit what we do say, feel, and believe in response to a question about some sort of value that we wanna share, so if we, are an accountant, we may want to share about that, a lawyer, a doctor, a holistic meditator, whatever it is, we just want to ask these questions. Hey, what do you know about? What do you like about? What don't you like about? Are you doing anything in or with? All these are open-ended questions that require people to describe what they like and what they don't like so we can add value to what they're doing by giving them more of what they like or taking away what they don't like. Open-ended questions are the best mechanism, the modality in which we could take advantage of the TAC, the Total Addressable Community, which is over 7.6 billion people, and create our own social silo, not that which is closed-minded to everything else, but that which is a subject matter of the social silo, but a social silo that's created with people that have open minds, open hearts, and open hands. A social silo that's created with people that are going to help each other and know people that can help each other. That for a lifetime are going to buy from each other and sell for each other their ideas, their thoughts, their philosophies, their products, their services, their solutions, and their brands. And none of it is going to happen with a closed mind. But yet the majority of the people spend most of their time trying to re-engineering a closed mind instead of searching searching and seeking from the 7.6 billion people, an open mind. It's amazing. I have one of my employees, he's an executive of my company and he has a closed mind. And when I try to communicate with him when he has a closed mind, it's impossible. But when he has an open mind, he's one of the most brilliant people that I know. And so I try, and here's an advantage, by the way, if you can utilize time as a dependent variable of a open mind by utilizing open-ended questions, and then wait for, by utilizing time, a majority closed-minded person to an open mind, it's easier in order to effectuate value because they don't have many options or opportunities in order to prioritize or in a subjective valuation, figure out which choice is best to make because they haven't cluttered their mind with all the different options, opportunities, and touches of favor. They've limited themselves with judgments, conditions, fear, arrogance, and narcissism. But it doesn't mean you can't Share a vision or value in the 7.6 billion people that exist out there with someone who has a tendency to have a closed-minded, scarce mindset with a need to be right. Instead, you can effectuate that person, especially if they add value with the genius that they have and have to incorporate patience because nothing's more frustrating than somebody that's closed-minded. Someone that is just looking for a need to be right, even though they may be 20 or 30 years younger than you and have no effing idea what they're talking about. Even if you break it down to the difference of, hey, that's just an opinion versus let's talk about ideas and choices. Let's talk in a context or a platform of open-minded, open-hearted, and open-handedness, not a need to be right. A need to be right is arrogant ignorance because I will promise you, none of us are right. None of us are right. We may align at the time with some sort of value. That's just a matter of statistical success, but the ignorant, humble people know what they don't know. So all they're seeking is open-minded people with open hearts and open hands that are giving suggestions and ideas, not opinions and judgments, that separate us or create interference between us with the need to be right, with a scarce mindset. And so having an open mind, and the only way that we can facilitate finding an open mind is to ask open-ended questions. And in order to do so, we need to be able to walk away from a closed mind and revisit it utilizing time. This isn't the right time. It's just a waste of time, it's a waste of energy and it frustrates us and it creates interference and it creates separation and nobody wants to be around a closed mind. And so an open-ended question can be utilized pertinent to the exact subject matter that you're wanting to discuss a philosophy, a theory, a strategy, a product service solution, a brand or it can be utilized in order to facilitate finding out where and how we can provide value of what they like and what they don't like in order to create a quantitative value to exceed what we're asking for. And so I want more people to understand that the objective of open-ended questions are number one, to find the open mind and number two, in order to stimulate interest, transition interest, and finally provide value. It'll allow you to practice quantitatively articulating speaking of the value that exceeds what we're asking for because most people will make a choice when they have an open mind open hearts and open hands that hey if I give you a hundred dollars will you give me 20 back can you see any reason you won't want to move forward is an obvious question but because of closed-mindedness and because we don't understand that everyone has a closed mind some of the time especially our 13 year olds when they're playing video games but yet we're trying to figure out why won't they do their homework? Why won't they help themselves with more value of learning and understanding and knowing, or can I take away the anxiety and the fear and the worry of not doing their homework, the blame, the shame and the justification of not getting good grades or whatever else it may be that we can share. But instead, just simply because we haven't practiced an open-ended question, We haven't practiced finding the open mind that we then create interference in our lives because we are trying to do something that is statistically very, very difficult, which is to re-engineer a closed mind at that time. And so as we talk to people and utilize the open-ended question, we have to facilitate how do we move on from the closed mind? And we just use time. It's okay to say this obviously isn't the right time. Let me know when it is or get back to me when it is. You will save so much time, emotion, value, and relationships by telling people, hey, let's discuss this at a different time. Or let me know when this is a good time, because obviously it's not because you have a closed mind and a closed mind has a closed heart and closed hand. And you could take the narcissist, you could take the scarce individual, you could take the ego based emotion of a need to be right and need to be offended, a need to be separate, inferior and superior and shift that to a different time zone, a time zone where they have an open mind and open heart and open hands. Now, as we facilitate a a TAC, a total addressable community, that's beyond our our, our comprehension, our human capability cannot understand what it's like to be able to communicate with a community of 7.6 billion people. It just can't even the greatest brands and products and solutions, even the greatest philosophies, theories, and ideas cannot comprehend the total addressable community of 7.6 billion people. And so what we want to do is understand within the context of open-ended questions, the social silo that we want to create or community that we want to create. And what I am suggesting, for those of you who have an open mind, in open hearts and open hands, that the greatest social silo that you can create is a silo of people who wanna help each other and know people that can help each other. It is not determined by industry, career, or job. It's not determined by a demographic of what you think is the perfect avatar for your product, service, solution, or brand, perfect avatar for your philosophies, theories, uh, and, and thoughts. It's not. I believe the greatest advantage of a TAC, a total addressable community of 7.6 billion people is simply open minds. And the only way to find an open mind is through open-ended questions. To get people to explain to you where they are today and what they like and what they don't like. And ask more questions, more open-ended questions in order to facilitate learning how you can Ask the transitory statement of, would it help you if, or do you know anyone that could help me, which just provides more value to the community, the TAC of people who want to help each other, know people that can help each other. And then you have a community for a lifetime of people that are going to bribe from each other and sell for each other. And it starts out with two of those people, and then it goes to four, eight, 16, 32, and with... 20 turns of the ASICs, as they say, is 20 turns of the community, which also accelerates. So it may take you a year to get two people, 11 months to get four, 10 months to get eight, nine months to get 16. By the time you're flipping the ASICs or turning the exponentiality of duplication and doubling, you're getting to millions of people every single week, every single month, instead of every single year and yet as fast as that sounds it still will take a long time to get to a billion people let alone 7.6 billion people plus we know that within the context of building a tac a total addressable community of people that 10 percent of the people will automatically align with and have open minds at the time that you're trying to facilitate the open mind, open heart, and open hands, and 10% of people who have closed minds, it's your ability to ask open-ended questions in order to facilitate the adaptation and the adopting of a new TAC member of the 80%. Open-ended questions uh, that lead us with Some closed-ended questions can aggregate an audience or community of people that want to help each other, know people that can help each other. So after we ask the open-ended questions like, hey, what do you know about solar? What do you know about 831B? What do you know about autonomous driving cars? Do you know anything about autonomous driving cars? Do you know anything about solar? Do you know anything about the 831B? What do you like about it? Would it help you if we did this? Would it help you? if Did you know anyone that can help me? These are closed-ended questions. Closed-ended questions are a yes or no question. Open-ended questions are giving someone the opportunity, one, to prove that they have an open heart, open hands and open mind, but more importantly, it also gives them an opportunity to explain two things how you can provide value by giving them more of what they like and how you can provide value by taking away more of what they don't like. Stop confusing yourself with some sort of system of avatars and some sort of overselling, backend selling, lying, manipulating or cheating or feature and benefit dump that has invisible assumptions that you know how to provide value in a quantitative manner or even furthermore, you know what the F you're talking about because i will promise you that you don't know what you don't know and i promise you i don't know what i don't know in fact the more i know the more i realize i have to learn it's not a matter of when we say you know the more the older i get the less i know that's not true that's not true at all in fact you know as you pursue and learn to love what you do It actually will tell you more of its secrets. It'll give you more of the subtleties of success. It will give you more of the cheat codes. You will know more, but unfortunately you'll know more of what you don't know and rely less on your ego to edge the goodness out of your life, the God out of your life, the gold out of your life. You will use less of your ego to close your mind to what other people think without extracting the value of what other people think and how it's gonna to add to what you like or take away what you don't like. What you can learn by finding the light, the love and the lessons, by learning from others in a consistent way, the more you learn from others and the more consistently you learn from others and the longer you learn from others, the more you'll learn the secrets, the cheat codes, the more statistical success that you'll have. But go ahead, you're 20 something, you're 30 something, close your mind. Go ahead and tell me your opinion and your judgment based on bullshit. Go ahead. Tell me your closed minded narcissistic behavior in a scarce universe that you have a need to be right because you're scared that you're going to be revealed. You're going to reveal the fact that you're just like me, that I don't know what I don't know and that I need help, but it's okay because I need help, but I'm willing to help as well. This is the idea of the open-ended question, to build a community of people, a total addressable community of people that are here to help each other and know to help each other. Don't tell me that won't work. Tell me why. Give me a suggestion of how it's gonna work better. Don't flippantly show me your closed-mindedness because all it's gonna do is kick you out of my community. Allow you to fall away or fire you from my community. It just it it, it reveals that you may be a liar, a cheater, manipulator, overseller, and back end seller, and afraid to let your essence be seen by others that you don't know what you don't know, but you're a genius. You're a genius because you could share your expression of God. You could share your ideas and we could collaborate and coordinate and co-create together. But instead, the majority of the people that I know and some of the people that work with me still are struggling. They're struggling to understand they don't know what they don't know. And I know you don't know what you don't know because I don't know what I don't know. And I'm just on a journey to learn and the best way to learn and align and collaborate and coordinate and co-create is simply by asking open-ended questions of what you do know, what you do feel, what you do think, what you do believe and what you're doing about it. Giving suggestions in that collaboration in order to facilitate more of what I like and take away more of what I don't like. The more clear I get on the open-ended question guide, the more clear I get on open-ended questions, to learn, to align, to take action and adjust in order to facilitate value, to increase and elevate others, to elevate myself, to reach up and to ask for help utilizing open-ended questions and to reach my hand behind me to facilitate giving help. None of it happens if we're dealing with closed-minded people, narcissists, Closed minded people that are full of judgments and opinions based on fear and doubt, exposing themselves of their own scarcity, pretending to go through life with courage when all they are are afraid, afraid they'll be exposed that they don't know what they don't know. But those who know that they don't know what they don't know are living in a world that addresses the TAC, the total addressable community of people that are here for a lifetime to buy from each other and to sell for each other, a lifetime to help each other and to know people that can help each other. What I want you to do is practice the open-ended questions. I want to practice finding people who have open minds and open hearts and open hands that will tell you what they think, say, do and believe and feel in order to facilitate value, to bring more value to the TAC, the total addressable community of people that have the same like minds, like hearts and like hands that will attract more of the people that have the same like hearts, like hands and minds that will compound from the two to the four to the eight to the 16, not go the ups and downs, the ebbs and flow of the arrogant arrogant, ignorant of plus one, minus one, plus one. This isn't a binary community of people, a zero sum game of one and then two and then three and then two and then one and then two and then three. And we end up exactly where we were, living our lives like the myth of Sisyphus, like a tube, food in, food out. If you wanna plateau and grow, learn to utilize open-ended questions to find open minds, open hearts and open hands. Build your social silo, not of the exact same types of people who listen and feed themselves the exact same things to do, say, think, feel, and believe, but Go ahead and open it up to people who have open minds, open hearts, and open hands. Build your social silo of people who want to provide value and receive value, that want to get more of what they like and take away what they don't like for not only themselves, but for others. And I promise you, you will live in abundance. You'll have more than enough of everything for everyone. You will make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun. If you want the open-ended question guide, just go ahead and email me. David at dmelzer.com. David at dmelzer.com. More than happy to facilitate that guide to everyone.